Good evening everybody this is Parvati Subramanian from HR Talks and you are listening to the HR Talks podcast on this show i talk to the founder of maple human resource consulting and try to get a sense of what it has to be as a hr entrepreneur and how did they get to where they are today how do they make decisions at their companies and what exactly makes the business trick and the goal here is as always is so that the rest of us can learn from their example and go on to start their first job and to build our own successful business if you enjoy my show and like what i'm doing here subscribe on google podcast spotify or your favorite podcast player and leave your reviews on itunes for the hr talks And today's episode I sat on with Christine Adelami the HR specialist and founder of Maple Human Resources Consulting and in this episode Christine and I discuss how newly HR graduates can land on their first job and how to start your resume out what it feels like to be an entrepreneur and a HR specialist and obviously her HR journey from recruitment coordinator to the founder of the Maple Human Resources Consulting Christine I am glad to have you here Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to share my story and get some resume reviews underway. Thank you. How how long have you been working in HR industry? So I've been working in HR for a little over four years now, mm-hmm. and I think like most people, my foray into HR wasn't planned. Um, I did not do a BCom, mm-hmm. um, but I was encouraged to go into HR after working for several years in marketing, and realizing that working with um, employees and employers and being that mediator between the two um, was more aligned with my passions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what a great start to this interview! So your first job in HR industry was as a human resource coordinator in HR Associates. before graduating with the HR certification from Seneca College how was your experience it was great um actually um i was referred to the role um due to at the time i was looking for work um and i reached out to the recruiter and said um i'm very interested in getting my first step into the door um if you have any hr recruiter or hr recruitment coordinator or hr and um assistant roles please keep me in mind And about two months after that, she and she said, "We have an internal position for a recruitment coordinator. Um, mm-hmm. It's a two-month contract, and we're wondering if you'd like to um, take it on." So I did, and um, at first I felt a little bit out of my element and was nervous. Um, at the time, I was, you know, like most twenty-five-year-olds, I, I was. Not really sure if this was what I wanted to do, but I enjoyed the experience, and um, from there, my HR experience grew more and more progressive into what it is today. From there, networking plays a great role, right? I encourage anyone at any level network. Um, surely, it's da- it can be quite daunting and scary at times, especially if you're an introvert. Um, but the more you do it. the more you become comfortable with it and even if it's just having a 10 or 15 minute conversation with someone over zoom or um linkedin messaging for example um you never know what connections you make will land you a job in the future 
सो योर फर्स्ट जॉब एज एच आर कॉर्डिनेटर वॉज विद बैचलर्स डिग्री ऑफ आर्ट्स कोर्स लिंग्विस्टिक एंथ्रोफॉलॉजी एंड इंग्लिश लिटरेचर फ्रॉम यूनिवर्सिटी ऑफ टोरानो डू यू थ्रिंग एच आर सर्टिफिकेशन इज नेसेसरी टू गेट अ जॉब इन एच आर इंडस्ट्री some sort of formal education or certification is vital step into hr um what i've noticed is that grades really don't much matter more than experience and so um finding a way to get that first experience even if it's not in the industry that you desire or at the company you want um is a good step and it's the strongest step i would say anyone would take to getting their career started. So, um whether you do a bachelor of commerce in HR or like me you pursue um a postgraduate certificate in human resources at a college, um the most important thing is having that balance of education and experience. So, what things you wish to know when you started your first job in HR industry? I'm sorry. what things you wish to do wish to know when you started your first job in hr industry <laughs> oh wow um i think one thing that i really wanted to understand was this kind of public perception of hr um those who don't work in our industry um tend to think that we are the people who just hire and fire and that we have mm-hmm. cushy desk jobs when hr is more multifaceted and um more dimensional than that um and seeking my first generalist kind of like mid-level role um and having experience in a variety of industries and exposure to different subspecialties in HR I can personally say that HR is not just you know recruitment it's not just total rewards it's not just organizational development it's very multifaceted and there's a lot of room for growth and um job prospects are always high mhm so uh why did you choose to work in contract positions than permanent is that because your ultima was to start an hr consulting firm and you were using those positions as a fuel to start your firm um i think the reason why i worked contract roles was partly because um I had taken a break from my studies at Seneca mm-hmm. to pursue these options and was told that I had to return to school within a year to finish my program. So obviously having a full-time permanent opportunity just wasn't in the works. Um but I think having or pursuing contract roles isn't a bad thing especially if you're starting even if you're like me and more established. Mm-hmm. Um the benefit is that you get exposure to a variety of industries and even across different organizations within the same industries practices can be different mm-hmm. um and i think that makes you a stronger applicant in the long run i think it's the higher up you go in your hr career um i think it's fair to say that you having that breadth and variety of experience just makes you all the more um competitive so that's a great advice to newly hr graduates including me to get started with a contract position than trying to be a per- trying to get a permanent position right to get more exposure for exposure to from the industry 
Mm-hmm. So what do you do? What is Maple Human Resource Consultant? Okay, so Maple Human Resource Consulting is a startup um, mm-hmm. that I'm starting on my own. Mm-hmm. I am its founder and um, principal consultant. And what mm-hmm. the aim of Maple is to um, provide direct to um, higher education institute mm-hmm. and corporate clients workforce solutions specifically mm-hmm. for persons with physical and learning disabilities mm-hmm. as well as those on the autistic autistic spectrum mm-hmm. i find that this is a um, category of prospective candidates and employees that goes awfully ignored and um being that one firm that kind of focuses on solutions mm-hmm. um, to get such qualified candidates in roles that they're happy with, um, I think it's a passion project for me. So how many employees work in your firm? I'm just a sole practitioner now, oh. um, but I see myself over the mm-hmm. next five years scaling mm-hmm. up. Um, I do have a few software developers Um, and marketing people working for me Mm -hmm. um, on building up our website and um, building up our um, signature software um, Mm -hmm. that for proprietary reasons I can't really say what it's about but Mm -hmm. I think it's going to revolutionize the way onboarding and recruitment happens at companies and I'm really excited to grow Maple Human Resources and to hopefully hire some students in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's a that's a great, great. <laughs> uh, from that previous note, I'm remembering a statement from Aline Lennon, the founder of a company called Interviewing.io. When she was interviewed by Courtland Allen from the Indie Hackers, it was like when she was recruiting for a bunch of staffs in Toronto area. Uh, she could have candidates that she knew were amazing because she had uh, run them through rigorous technical interviews and she would present them to the companies and recruiters. These companies would just look at these candidates and be like, we don't want to talk to them. And she was like, but they're really good. And they're like, they are only hiring from these five schools and they have to work at these companies as well. That statement really pissed me off. Did you start your firm to stop something like that? Whether you wanted the hiring practices to line up with the dynamic, the market dynamic? Like if there is a shortage of candidates, you should roll out um, of the red carpet for them and treat them well. And if there is a shortage of candidates, you should be looking at the talent pool other than the Google. Thank you for going, relaying that for me. That's very important to my cause. And Mm -hmm. one mission of my company I want HR professionals to come work for me who are passionate about HR my focus is not where you've gone to school that you grades it's about people who show that passion and I think from specific schools it's not only discriminatory Um, Mm -hmm. It narrows the scope of new ideas and innovation and thought because when you hire from 
you know, the top five schools in Canada or something like that, um, you're limiting the pool of people who work for your mm-hmm. company. And um, even though I attended University of Toronto, mm-hmm. and um, quite a few of my colleagues at my former workplaces have also been U of T graduates. For me personally, for any company that I run, recruiting based on who, which school you went to is not my forte. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that. So do you think the recruiting is broken in some way? I think recruitment is broken. Mm-hmm. I know that's a heavy statement to make, but I think especially now COVID and lots of people losing their jobs, I think the workforce and how talent management, talent acquisition is handled needs to become more humane and people-focused. Um, and um, I've wrote, written quite a few pithy, pithy statements on LinkedIn about this, how um, ghosting applicants isn't right. And just because a company or hiring manager has that power to do that doesn't mean someone who's been to three interviews or has done like um, a skills assessment for your company deserves to be left in the um, when you decide that they're no longer fit to um, proceed in the process. I think this is something that fundamentally needs to change and it will only change when HR professionals stand up and say this is not right mm-hmm. and we need to make the practice of HR more people-centric and people-focused. It made perfect sense. You said a couple of cool things in there that I want to talk about. You you said that you work in hiring even though hiring is a gross. <laughs> like, I'm just paraphrasing. Let's say you could snap your fingers and change the industry, change the entire industry of hiring. And you can do this once with each hand. So you can change two things. What two things would you change? Mm, that is a good question. I'd say the first thing I change is how applicant tracking systems work. Uh-huh. A lot of the times, um, the miscommunication between what's written in a job description versus how it's actually put into an application tracking system um, is without, like, to put it elegantly, it's it's not a strong suit of HR mm-hmm. and um, I think this comes to a fault of HR where when you're recru- recruiting for a particularly competitive role if someone doesn't know the right keywords to put in or if they didn't go to the right school mm-hmm. or if they just don't have the quote-unquote right experience they're automatically pushed aside and I think at the end of the day the to end like the first thing that I would change um, it comes to um, the software designers mm-hmm. and HR people specifically who work in human capital management mm-hmm. to um, redevelop ATS that are more um, compassionate and see people as three dimensional people instead of just pieces of paper mm-hmm. um, I would say the second thing I would change about recruitment and this is more controversial is um just like implicit bias um being a person of color um i have an obviously ethnic name Mm -hmm. and so 
what I've noticed is that friends who are ethnic um, also have this trouble or this concern with am I being passed on simply because of my name? And there was one colleague who felt that she had to completely anglicize her very traditional Chinese name in order for someone to see her as being more competent. And I think if we take away those avenues and those channels of implicit bias and make how we recruit more applicant blind, Mm -hmm. um, then people won't feel this way where they feel slighted or that they're not being taken seriously during the recruitment process because their ethnic background or their name. Mm -hmm. So let your company be um, role model to other companies for this discrimination. It's really awful. It is. Oh, no. Go ahead. Yeah, even, even though we study all the discrimination which cited in the employment law and these practices are still keeping on. It, it's it's really... Even in, coming in from the HR industry, from an from HR professional who practices these employment laws and following these practices, that is really hard. <laughs> yes, and I, I completely agree. I mean, we can all say, sit here and wax like pithy statements about conscious bias and how do we avoid this Mm -hmm. and talent acquisition and leadership development but it won't truly change until people make concerted steps to do this and sometimes I think this means having difficult conversations Mm -hmm. um, with your supervisor if you work in an HR department or hiring managers that you're affiliated with if you're an HR director Mm -hmm or HR manager responsible um, for recruiting for various client groups within the organization. Um, And I think once we come up with concrete ways to defeat such modes of discrimination, Mm -hmm. um, more people in Canada will feel welcome to apply to roles without feeling that um, because their name is not Jennifer Jones or something like that, mm-hmm. that they're being taken more seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you very much for sharing those. So you are a hiring and recruiting expert, and there are a lot of people listening who are themselves HR professionals or who are starting companies that hire HR professionals. I want to come back to this topic and just mind you for the information. But first, I want to talk about why does this process of interviewing and hiring suck so much, or in can you can you tell can you talk about that apart from those um, so you're asking why does the process of interviewing yeah. suck yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> um i think it sucks because we've made the process so impersonal it's even even with virtual interviews um i remember going through um those one-way interviews on higher view and it just felt so chilling and cold and I felt like I had to perform and I'm not saying that job interviews shouldn't be professional or there shouldn't be some form of decorum but someone going into an interview shouldn't feel nervous they shouldn't feel that they have to put on a persona to meet um, cultural fit because I don't believe in the term cultural fit I believe in the term cultural ad I believe in 
people, seeing people for the multifaceted, beautiful beings that they are,、mm-hmm. and seeing how they can deliver、um, a unique contribution to an organization. And I think currently, recruitment doesn't do that. Yeah. So, you are the founder of Maple HR Consulting. How is your typical day at work?、Um, so, because I'm a sole practitioner,、mm-hmm. and because nowadays a lot of my day is focused on、um, building potential client bases,、um, liaising with my、um, development and marketing team,、mm-hmm. um, typically、um, I start the day around 9 30, 10 a.m.、Mm-hmm. And that mostly starts with you know, getting a cup of coffee,、mm-hmm. sitting at my computer, answering emails.、Um, and I typically do that for about 20 to anywhere between 20 minutes on a more slow day、mm-hmm. to up to an hour on a more heavy day.、Mm-hmm. Um, and then around 10 a.m., Um, I focus my efforts on outreach.、Mm-hmm. So, just out- reaching out to、um, potential partners,、mm-hmm. um, doing competitor research,、um, just figuring out what is new in the learning and development industry and how does、um, our signature software product or how will it answer those questions.、Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, this outreach and discovery. Um, process um, usually takes me about an hour or two,、mm-hmm. and by that time it's lunch. So I typically have like a quick 30 minute lunch、um, and then take another 30 minute break、um, just to, you know, maybe do some yoga or exercise.、Mm-hmm. And then around 1 p.m. is when I really hit the ground running and get in touch with my development team,、mm-hmm. seeing what they're doing. Um, following up on any issues that they have and just making sure that、um, they know that I'm there for them.、Mm-hmm. I think it's important to be empathic if you are、um, a founder of a company, and this means understanding the humanity in people.、Mm-hmm. Um, one of my developers recently fell ill, and so I told them to take as much time as they needed,、mm-hmm. and、um, in the meantime, we'll. Um, reallocate their work to、um, someone else, and whenever they felt comfortable to come back, they were more than welcome to return to their duties. And I think it's having that empathy、mm-hmm. um, that really makes my development team feel great、mm-hmm. on that for about a good two hours.、Um, and then it's、mm-hmm. conference calls with potential clients. More discovery work,、um, handling like the legal and employment relations side of things、um, personally.、Mm-hmm. And then around 4 30, 5 o'clock is when I end my day.、Um, so it's kind of like your typical nine to five, but、um, there are some times, like more recently, where I do have to work、um, during. The weekends, and I think that just comes with being an entrepreneur and not really having a set schedule.、Mm-hmm. You're a great leader. Having accomplished these, all these, would you say that it's worth it? Are you happy?、Um, yes, I would say now that I'm happy.、Um, I guess、mm-hmm. the only 
complicated thing about consulting, especially for a sole practitioner, is that um, income can sometimes fluctuate. Um, right now, I'm kind of in a downtime, but like we have savings. Um, but I know the beauty in HR consulting is that I'm able to work with a variety of different organizations and meet their particular needs. Um, so I'd say um, working for myself has been has been great. Um, I do miss the corporate office, and I I still would like to do that. Um, full time moving forward, but having this year, um, having 2020 to really develop and build my business has been um, a privilege that I don't think I'll ever take for granted. Okay, let's talk about some of these other jobs where you didn't feel like you were doing what you were supposed to be doing. What were some of these jobs? Um, would this be in HR or more generally? Yeah. Generally, um, so I when I graduated from university, um, mm-hmm. I had my first job out of school uh, mm-hmm. was actually as an HR assistant manager for a nonprofit, um, mm-hmm. and I worked there for about a year before I started questioning if HR really was or wasn't my thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then when I graduated, I um, started a marketing internship that I worked for worked my way up to being um and director um and mm-hmm. work startups and um i think it was through my last marketing like executive job that i realized that marketing wasn't for me i wasn't the introvert that i, I mean i wasn't the extrovert that i was pretending to be um i found client meetings um you know, undergoing like more um, progressive disciplinary actions and things like that I, I really had a trouble doing as a marketing professional quite difficult. And so um, during that winter, I think this would have been 2016, um, I decided to sit down and really think about where it was that I wanted to take my career. Um, and HR was the obvious answer but um, to go back to your question um, I think what made roles that I was the happiest with um, not the most satisfying was that I just mm-hmm. I just wasn't passionate about um, practicing marketing I, I think moving across various industries didn't really make the situation any better um, and I think doing that self-discovery and finding purpose within HR and pursuing a career in HR ultimately led to me to where I am today. I love the story of how you got there. We will be talk- we will be moving to next segment we will be talking about how HR students can land out their first job. Are you ready? Of course. <laughs> Which course a student should pursue for a career in HR? Oh wow! Um, are you referring to like designations or certificates? Designate not not designation certificate. Um, so I would say it. I guess it depends how in depth you want your HR knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, postgraduate mm-hmm. certificates I find 
are very good for teaching you the necessary foundations of HR. They are very mm-hmm. accelerated, and so I think as long as you have the gumption and the drive to do well in them, I think mm-hmm. that is、um, a beneficial avenue for people who have finished with their bachelor's degree and are kind of filling with a possible career in HR. So, do you recommend any HR students taking any certification?、Um, because I, the school I went to. Um, was highly、mm-hmm. regarded, and I think it's probably like one of the top three schools、um, in Ontario to attend for HR. I think my、mm-hmm. experience um, was fairly um, privileged, um, but I, I can't really say if that will be the same for other people. I'd say the most、mm-hmm. important thing to remember is that no matter where you go to pursue your certificate,、um, ultimately、mm-hmm. it's about bridging. Your real life experience with the practicalities of HR and coming up with solutions.、Um, I do know a few people who've done BCOMs in HR and found that their、mm-hmm. experience was too theoretical, and so they still wound up going to do postgraduate certificates for that real world practical experience.、Mm-hmm. So you're also saying there is no difference in graduating from a college and university. There、right? is a difference. Um, mm-hmm. Bachelor of Commerce students tend to have a more、okay. solid theoretical background.、Um, mm-hmm. I think for very traditional management consulting firms, they usually prefer、mm-hmm. people with bachelors of commerce in HR.、Um, but、mm-hmm. I think the most important thing is not to feel dissuaded by the fact that some of your co-、um, some of your competitors. May have a bachelor's in HR. Myself,、mm-hmm. I'm pursuing next a master's degree in HR,、um, which I which I hope will give me even more in-depth knowledge of the HR industry and how to apply even a more advanced、um, breadth of HR knowledge to bring to the table to not only my business but to a future employer. So, ultimately, I would say whichever avenue you take. It's more、mm-hmm. about the passion that you have, rather than whether you go to do a postgraduate certificate, a bachelor's, or a master's in human resources. What about the certification, like CHRP? Um, I think this is a very personal decision. Um,、mm-hmm. as you know, um, HRPA designation. Um, the HRPA、mm-hmm. is the、um, regulatory body for human resources within Ontario. But for me,、um, I foresee myself having a global career, so that's why I'm pursuing、um, the SHRP, SHRMCP designation, which is a Society for Human Resources Certified Practitioner designation.、Um, it is a more globally recognized designation and holds ISO,、um, International Standards Office. Um, recognition for being not only globally minded but、um, mm-hmm. competitive and more like accessible to global markets.、Um, so whether you decide to take、um, designations through the HRPA, like the CHRP,、mm-hmm. or you want to take more broader designations. 
um, I think the most important thing is to digest the material, understand um, how you're gonna apply your knowledge to case studies during the exam, and really just know that mm-hmm. if you don't pass the exam the first time, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that you don't deserve to practice HR, because at the end of the day, I think what makes a strong HR professional number of designations you have. Um, it's not the it's not the credentials you have. Um, it's your passion and how you choose to illustrate that. So, do you also recommend students applying for membership in associations like HRP? Um, yes, I actually um, took part in the um, graduate mentee um, program through HRPA's York Region chapter. And um, my mentor was actually the chair of the chapter at the time, and she was very lovely and instrumental in helping me bridge connections in the industry, as well as encouraging me to um, explore other facets of HR that I didn't consider before. So I'd say if you have an opportunity, um, go for it. It is mm-hmm. totally free um, for HRPA members. And... Mm-hmm. No matter who you're matched with, um, most likely they will be a mentor to for life. It is very hard for newly HR graduates to apply for positions like recruitment officer or HR coordinator. So what entry-level jobs do you suggest instead? Um, I would say um, this is kind of a hard question to answer mm-hmm. because I think titles don't make the role rather than having that that experience or actually reading the job description and seeing how well do you mm-hmm. tricks mm-hmm. um for example um, i recently applied to mm-hmm. an hr operations role um where the, technically mm-hmm. the um the title was coordinator because mm-hmm. it required three to five years of experience it is more of a specialist or a generalist level position. Um, mm-hmm. On titles, I would instead comb through mm-hmm. each job description and see if you're a good fit. And if you find that you're a good fit, mm-hmm. tailor your resume to that and apply. Mm-hmm. Um, also reach out to your network if you're building one or if you have one established. Um, tell your friends and your family that you're looking for specific aspect of HR um, that's been pretty helpful too because mm-hmm. I would say almost all of my HR jobs were because I knew someone who referred me to the role mm-hmm. and so I think that's more important than um, you know recommending particular job titles mm-hmm. but I will do this um, I will say this um, like solid entry-level HR roles, I would say, or HR assistant, um, talent sourcer, recruiter, um, recruitment assistant, mm-hmm. HR clerk. Um, these are kind of like your grunt-level HR okay. jobs where, you know, depending on how um, savvy you are, um, mm-hmm. you're really getting your basic admin experience down pat Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I find that that is very essential to have, especially as you move on in your HR career, where having those HR um, HR administrative and customer service skills will help you be a better HR practitioner. What job search platforms you recommend for newly HR graduates for finding their first job? Um, so I'm gonna start with the very obvious and specific ones, mm-hmm. and then I'll I'll go into a few that are a little more hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely start out with Indeed, mm-hmm. LinkedIn. Those are mm-hmm. I would say for my friends who are um, recruitment executives now. Um, those are mm-hmm. t- typically two of the most common job search engines on which they put their job ads on so definitely Mm -hmm. comb through that instead of putting a specific job title I would just location or city that you plan on applying to and so that will your set of results than if you specifically put recruiter Um, and then more specifically I would say Eluta E-L-U-T-A It's a site that mm-hmm. um, aggregates um, job descriptions directly from um, the employer's source rather than the employer putting okay. it on a site such as Indeed. And so what that does is that it gives you more up-to-date, more accurate, um, more accurate collection of job advertisements and I think that can be mm-hmm. helpful if you're a little more on the patient side. Um, mm-hmm. And then the really specific um, job search sites or sources are recruitment agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, mm-hmm. you'll have um, agencies like Randstad, um, ADECO, um, uh-huh. Apple One looking for recruitment uh-huh. assistants or recruitment coordinators or even you can get a re- an internal role at a agency uh-huh. it really and how you leverage the sources you have most importantly I would say is to a full time job since I am working technically full-time but I'm also on the job search full-time it's Mm -hmm. me having these conversations and 80% Mm -hmm. of the jobs that are available are not advertised so you need to Mm -hmm. network get out of your comfort zone join LinkedIn Mm -hmm. groups attend seminars there are a lot of some free seminars these days and mm-hmm. the more people you talk to, the more the more common it is or the more um, probable it is that um, someone will remember your name. And this has happened to me. Um, so I can speak from experience. <laughs> <laughs> from your nod about the cities and provinces, what cities and provinces do you recommend to students looking for their HR job fresh out of college? Mm. So the greater Toronto area is an obvious one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If you're looking for something a little bit more exploratory, um, Kitchener-Waterloo mm-hmm. is developing as the next um, technology hub for 
Ontario and for Canada. So I would definitely check that out. Um, if you're Francophone, obviously Montreal and um, even Ottawa with bilingual positions are also open to you. Um, if you're interested in exploring the Maritimes, Halifax um, is great in Nova Scotia. And if you're really brave and you want to venture out west, um, the prairies such as um, Calgary, Edmonton, and Alberta, or even mm-hmm. Vancouver, these are all mm-hmm. feasible markets for the entry level um, HR professional. My only caveat to this is that outside of mm-hmm. Ontario, um, other provinces or the bulk majority of other provinces use a different designation. Since I did not pursue the CHRP, I'm not sure about the transferability of these designations, but that's something I would definitely um, check with um, to see if that's um, something that you need to have before applying to any particular laws outside of Ontario. Ooh. What are your recommendations for HR stu- students for landing on their first job? Um, for landing their first job? Yes. Um, I would say the first thing is the interview process can be daunting. Even with someone that has multiple years of experience, I still find it quite intimidating at times. Um, but to remember that um, the interview is a two-way process. Mm-hmm. Um, as you're being interviewed, you should also be interviewing your interviewer. Don't be afraid to take notes. Don't be afraid to ask questions. If you need them to repeat something or go a little bit slower, a little bit faster, don't be afraid to ask for those accommodations. Um, Because at the end of the day, um, an interview is essentially a sales pitch. You're marketing yourself to a potential employer. You're telling them, these are the skills that I have. This is the experience that I've had. This is what I've done. And you're trying to sell yourself at the best possible candidate for the role. So that's my advice for um, interviewing. Be yourself. Don't be afraid to, to be yourself. Thank you very much. I'm sure my audience is waiting for this segment, Resume and Cover Letter. The selected resume is from Nadja Hazey. The position she is applying for is for recruited. And what do you think of this resume? Will you consider shortlisting the candidate for further rounds? Or is this a S or no in your six-second rough look as a letter? Okay, so from a 60-second glance, mm-hmm. I would say um, Nadja has strong experience in recruitment Mm -hmm. Um, she has about one year of recruiting experience Mm -hmm. which would be very great if she's working for a staffing agency or even if I were hiring a recruiter for my own company however um, I find that her resume is just a little bit dated Mm -hmm. so the first thing that I would do is definitely invest in some modern resume formatting Mm -hmm. there are companies like Career HD for example who can help you develop a more modern, mm-hmm. person-focused, um, established resume. And it'll, it'll only cost you a couple hundred dollars. And I think that's worthwhile, the investment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also, um, 
looking over her profile, Sami, I see a lot about her education.、Um, and while that's important,、um, the average recruiter is not really going to care about your GPA、mm-hmm. unless it's important to the role.、Mm-hmm. Um, so, focusing more on developing a professional summary、mm-hmm. that outlines your skills, your years of experience, And what you could possibly bring to an employer is more important.、Um, I would also say、um, listing your education is important.、Mm-hmm. Um, I would instead focus on、um, listing ne- info that is necessary to the job description rather than listing information such as.、Um, Learning how to identify principles、um, to produce effective facilitation sessions. That doesn't really tell me anything about your education.、Um, so, if you talk about any clubs you are involved with,、um, if you've done volunteer work, if you've done like、um, a research project with、um, a professor, that gives me a more solid experience about what you've done in your educational experience.、Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, looking at her work、mm-hmm. experience,、um, she does have very solid recruitment experience.、Um, I think currently she's working at the、uh-huh. Wendy's company, but I don't get whether that's corporate、uh-huh. experience or if she's a recruiter、um, for a particular branch of franchises. So if she can put corporate、uh-huh. recruiter. Or in house recruiter, that tells me a、mm-hmm. lot more about the depth in which she's recruiting.、Um, I would say also to strike out、um, the figure、um, about increasing、uh-huh. sales to $1 million、mm-hmm. annually.、Um, I, I don't think that's a personal. That's a personal achievement of yours. So it's not, it's being a little dishonest claiming that as your achievement. Instead, I would say make this metric more personalized.、Uh-huh. Um, what have you done as a recruiter specifically、um, during your time at、um, Wendy's、uh-huh. Corporate? Did you,、um, did you,、uh-huh. like, how are you? Contributing to、uh-huh. the progress of、um, uh-huh. Wendy's.、Um, I think there was one bullet where she said that she created performance、uh-huh. and appraisal. And I feel like that's very interesting、uh-huh. experience to me.、Um, so strike out that you scheduled meetings, interviews for 20 employees. Um, and updated new hire records because that doesn't tell me anything about the performance、okay. appraisal process. If you go in depth about particular、mm-hmm. keywords, then what you're doing is you're not only tailoring、mm-hmm. your resume, but you're, you're、mm-hmm. painting a story that incites、mm-hmm. excitement and intrigue into whoever's looking at your resume.、Um, and then for her second、um, mm-hmm. listed experience, At Toronto、mm-hmm. Health Clinic.、Um, I think if she lists、mm-hmm. specifically the health、mm-hmm. clinic she worked at,、um, that would be、mm-hmm. very helpful. 
again going in on specific metrics like such as how many people did you hire or um, how many projects did you work on or what was the highlight of um, your experience and in your career and I think that's a lot more illustrative of your capabilities and um, potential than listing very general um, um, mm-hmm. assisted assistive um, bullet points do you think if she's applying for an entry level job like uh, if um, HR assistant she will be selected um, so mm-hmm. from first glance I think she would be a, a reasonably mm-hmm. strong candidate um, but I think because an HR assistant's work is a lot more administratively mm-hmm. focused um, definitely hone in on those administrative skills mm-hmm. that you have and how did you how would they reflect in working an HR assistant role okay okay that, that, that's a brilliant advice and she will be hearing that and she will definitely make it thank you very much Christine and we are almost we You're are almost welcome. reaching the end of the episode I will be asking some rapid questions to wind up the episode are you ready I sure am. What is the worst advice you ever received? Oh my gosh. I I can think of one off the top of my head and to this day it still angers me. It's you know, be your best self or something like that. I don't really mm-hmm. like that advice because you're basically trying to create a persona for someone and I don't think that's right. in any industry you work in. So what's the best advice you ever received? Um more generally, I would say the best advice that I've received is to um indulge in your passions. Find something that you're truly passionate about and work on mm-hmm. building that passion. Um it doesn't necessarily have to be related mm-hmm. to what you do, but as long as you're passionate about that particular activity then the world's mm-hmm. your oyster um, and I would say if I were to answer that question in a more mm-hmm. resources focused um, answer um, this would be to mm-hmm. network HR is still a very small concentrated um, mm-hmm. practice so who you know at the end of the day is more important than who said now. that is that your supervisor or the company you work with no it's just a it's just a um, observation oh. I've made myself okay so do you have a role yeah. model or a person you admire the most oh wow that's kind of hard because I have so oh. many role models um, I would say my top role model right now is Mm-hmm. Kareen Hudson. Um, she is um, an HR executive mm-hmm. at Sun Life. Um, and she's just been the best person to me when it comes to just like elevating my spirits when I feel a little bit down. Um, and she's just been incredible. I also want to give a shout out to Diana YK Chan, um, Katie Caselli of Building Giants in Raleigh, mm-hmm. North Carolina. And last but not least, Brian Epstein and Johan Metta. <laughs> They would be really happy if they are here in this. <laughs> What is your yeah. favorite TV show or movie? 
Mm. I've been crunching a lot of things on mm-hmm. Netflix lately, but I think right now my favorite thing to watch is mm-hmm. The Queen's Gambit. Um, I'm a little mm-hmm. good at chess, but I, I just love seeing that chess is being embraced as something women can do, and it's mm-hmm. very strategic, and it keeps your brain active and healthy. Yeah. So, <laughs> What is the one thing you would put on your bucket list? Um, I want to learn mm-hmm. scuba diving so that I can scuba dive the Great wow. Barrier Reef. Um, I mm-hmm. actively swim, so swimming is one of my passions, but I still feel I'm a little too scared to learn mm-hmm. how to scuba dive. Um, but I think in time... I'll you should also buy a scuba car. <laughs> if, a yeah. mo- if a movie was made of your life, what would be the name of the movie? Hmm... Welcome to Extra Talks. Um, I guess small but mighty. May I ask you why? (laughs) Um, because I'm kind of like the runt in my family. Everyone else in my family is at least like five ten, and I'm like a Mm -hmm. dinky five four. Um, but I'm also like quite small frame. But I feel like. I have a lot of like internal passion and energy mm-hmm. and drive which makes me quite like <laughs> a force to be reckoned with when I get really fired up and passionate oh. about something mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> if you could trade your life with anyone for a day who would it be ooh that's a tough <laughs> question <laughs> um Overall, I would say I'm pretty content mm-hmm. with my life uh-huh. where it is right now. But if I really mm-hmm. had to choose, I would obviously choose oh. just Bezos. But not for the reason uh-huh. you're thinking. I would unionize his workforce and make sure uh-huh. that everyone working yeah. for him is happy and that they're making great salaries because Amazon is worth like billions of dollars. And you should so. hire me. Yeah, in Amazon, I'd love to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is the meanest yeah. thing you have said to your colleague? Oh, wow. Um, I'm not a very confrontational person mm-hmm. by nature. And so that actually leaves me open to a lot of like workplace bullying, which mm-hmm. I've experienced. Um, but I think the meanest thing I've said to a colleague was that... Um, she kept interfering or inserting herself into a conversation that I was having with another colleague. Um, and at no point was she like really an agent in this conversation. She was more like an mm-hmm. interlocutor, someone who's just listening in. And she gives like a really unsolicited piece of advice. And I was just like, I don't mean to be rude, but this is, we're having this conversation and your input is not appreciated like i i don't really find mm-hmm. your input like relatable to this conversation so that's probably the meanest thing i said yeah pretty sure she still hates my gut <laughs> what have you done that you are most proud of in your career journey so far hmm i think I would say working in a variety of industries and looking for that next role um, definitely is something that I'm proud of. 
I'd also say the most thing I'm currently proud of is um, a LinkedIn post that I wrote about how I feel vulnerable in the job search and how that resonated with a lot of people. And I think making posts like that really illustrates that we're humans and we're prone to having these moments of weakness. And I think it just encourages me to make more posts like that and to maybe even start a blog about you know my job search mm-hmm. and the difficulties we're in and how to cope <laughs> that would be great and the last question i love this question what is the lowest grade you have ever been given <laughs> oh wow <laughs> i'm so shy mm-hmm. to admit this but i actually received an mm-hmm. f once in undergrad um unfortunately it was due on mm-hmm. a technicality where um there was a research project that I was involved in and I only I had only made one copy of the data and the reports and everything and I was going to be late to class so unfortunately um I had to put it in a dropbox but the report got lost <laughs> and I there is no way I could reproduce a semester's oh. worth of results in 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 like mm-hmm. a, a few days so i just forfeited mm-hmm. the grade i mean in the end it only took off a few points mm-hmm. from my gpa and i did mm-hmm. make that back um uh, but like i said no one really mm-hmm. cares i mean the graduate school committee might care but <laughs> um but you know yeah it's more about who you are today and what you've learned so don't let a couple of c's b's you know Yeah, just yeah. deter you. Um, yeah, I have yeah. kept you so long enough, Christine. It's a tradition that at the end of every episode, I ask you what your advice is for people listening in. We have got an audience full of people who are primarily not executively HR professionals working full time jobs, and a lot of them are considering starting a company, startup of their own. And newly HR graduates like me considering to start their dream HR job. What is your advice to somebody in that position, Christine? I would say for the people who are looking to get up in, into the startup industry, um, start it from a grounds where you're not um, reliant on like venture funding. Um, start it based on passion. Find something particularly with an HR or whatever industry you work in, and grow it from there. Um, make sure that if you're hiring employees or subcontracting, that these are people who understand your vision, your brand, your mission, and want to help you grow that along the way. Um, and as for students who are still looking for their first um, mm-hmm. leg into the door, um, I have a younger sister who um, had just received her first job offer after several months of looking mm-hmm. for her first job. And I think if I were to share mm-hmm. similar advice, um, don't feel dissuaded or discouraged that you know you're getting rejections because that one role that's perfect for you is just out there waiting for you. You just have to network. You just have to be very passionate and have that drive to find what it is you're looking for. And I think once mm-hmm. you do that. You'll be on your way. Can you tell listeners where they can go to learn more about what you are up with the Maple HR Consulting Firm and what is going in your personal life so, as well? If you share that sort of things online. 
so um, I am active on LinkedIn. You can find me at Christine T. Odunami, O D U N L A M I. And I'm very happy to connect with people, message people, or you can even follow me for my posts.、Um, our Maple HR Consulting website is currently underdeveloped,、mm-hmm. um, but when a live URL is active,、um, I will obviously share that as well. Thank you. My pleasure as always talking to you. I'm glad you came on the podcast. Thank you so much, Pravarti. <laughs> Thank you so much, Christy. If you enjoy listening to this conversation and you want a really easy way to support the podcast, why don't you head up to iTunes and leave us a quick rating or even a review? In addition, if you are HR professionals and you should follow me on LinkedIn on the HR Talks page, it's a great place to get feedbacks on pretty much any problem or questions that you might have in your HR journey. As always, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Thank you, Christine. Thank you very much. Do you have any suggestion to my show? Thank you so much, Parvati.、Mm-hmm. Do you have any suggestion, Christine, that I could improve? Oh, how I'm、um, doing? I think you're doing amazing. This is <laughs> I feel so because you're doing these interviews and you're asking such intelligent questions. I'd say maybe if you haven't put them on YouTube,、mm-hmm. audience. Make like an Instagram page for your podcast. Make use of social media, especially with Gen Z days and their、mm-hmm. Snapchats and TikToks. You can use that、mm-hmm. as well. I'm a little older crowd, so、mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily into like the faster social、mm-hmm. media. But make good use of social、mm-hmm. media and just continue reaching out to、um, professionals and HR who are. Um, who have that higher breadth of experience, and I'm sure there are a lot of people who want to talk to you and to appear on the show. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. You're welcome. See you. Bye. 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 <laughs>